You're listening to the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. Here is your host, Dan Zielinski. Welcome back to this edition of the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. I'm Dan Zielinski, founder and national writer at BaseballProspectJournal.com. You can find me on Twitter at DanZielinski3 and at the BP Journal. In today's episode, with spring training rapidly approaching, I sat down with Houston Astros right-handed pitching prospect A.J. Bluebaugh. A.J. is getting ready for his second full year of professional baseball. He was drafted in 2022 by the Astros, and he's getting ready for his first year of big league spring training. He's getting a non-roster invite to attend, and we dive into that topic. We also dive into what has made him successful so far throughout his minor league career. Last season, he pitched at Class A Advanced and in Double A. He also got invited to the Arizona Fall League. And between Single A and Double A last year, he pitched pretty well. It's the most innings he's probably ever pitched in one season between all three stops. And he's also pitching as a starter after primarily being used as a reliever in college and in 2023 he had a 468 ERA he struck out 112 batters had 45 walks and 100 innings between single A and double A then he went to the Arizona Fall League and really just dominated at that level he pitched 12 innings striking out 17 batters and had four walks with a 225 ERA he managed then to be an Arizona Fall League All-Star because of his success. So AJ is really off to a tremendous start after being drafted out of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, former Milwaukee Panther. And AJ really has a bright future ahead of him. I definitely could see him in the major leagues very soon. Really an electric pitch mix. He's someone I've interviewed numerous times over the last couple of years when he was in college and now pro ball. So go back on BaseballProspectJournal.com. You can read those stories. He's a six foot three pitcher with a four seam fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. Uses kind of an over the top arm slot, mid to high 90s fastball, and someone that really just is really competitive on the mound, really likes to attack hitters, and really has the pitch mix and potential to be a starter in the major leagues in the next couple of years. So AJ's really got an exciting future ahead. I'm curious to see where he ends up at the end of 2024. And it's going to be fun to watch, and we kind of dive into all that between last season, his off-season development, and what he's looking forward to this season in this interview. So let's get to it. Here's my interview with A.J. Bluebaugh. Joining me now on the Baseball Prospect Journal podcast is Houston Astros right-handed pitching prospect A.J. Bluebaugh. A.J., how are you doing, man? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing well. It's good to catch up and uh, touch base. I know the off-season's kind of coming to an end here but how was the offseason and kind of what did you work on throughout the offseason um offseason was great uh it, it wasn't very long but you know what I'm I'm ready to get back at it um you know after the fall league I felt really good about where my game was so obviously I really didn't have a lot of time to shut down or anything so I got right back at it in like two weeks and pretty much this offseason I've kind of just worked on tightening every cluster per se so making my pitches more consistent my locations more consistent and uh just cleaning up the motion and also basically just 
consistency has kind of been my word this whole offseason. Awesome. You just go back to Ohio or where'd you spend the offseason? Yeah, I've been in Ohio the whole time, other than just trips to see my friends or girlfriend. Awesome. You talk about just kind of the offseason and what you focused on. When you left the Arizona Fall League and kind of headed into your offseason, did the Astros give you kind of a plan or something they wanted to see growth on throughout the offseason? Or how does that just work for a prospect or a player like yourself going into the offseason? How much does the team kind of give you guidance on what they want to see growth on? Yeah, so they'll give me an, an outline pretty much to follow. But, I mean, it's up to me to because, like, obviously they're not here with me. So things like uh, velo ranges and, like, where they want to see me, um, I can follow that. But as far as what pitch I'm, what pitches I'm throwing every day and what I'm working on from a day-to-day basis, that's kind of on myself. So I like to, you know, focus when I first started throwing again on fastball changeup. And then after a couple of weeks of that, then kind of go into spinning some pitches. You're a guy last year in your first full year, you pitched 85 and two thirds innings in class A advanced. And then you jumped up to double A pitched 14 and third innings there. You then also went to the Arizona fall league, 12 innings there. And you were named an all-star in the Arizona fall league. Just how would you evaluate your first full year of pro ball? I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season where I would have been at the end of the season, I would not have said that. Um, it's not that I undervalue myself. It's just I kind of try not to look at things I can't control. So, I mean, going into the year, I felt confident where I was, but uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic from where I ended up this season and, you know, looking to do the same thing this year. Where do you feel like you grew the most? throughout your first year? I'd say just from for being a starter. I think that, that take, it's a talent that a lot of people, it, it takes time because in college, obviously I was a reliever and we, we tried the starting role a little bit, but I just wasn't ready. So the fact that I could handle my first full season as a starter and get control of my pitches and kind of understand how to attack a batter on a day-to-day basis, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I wanted to ask you about that. I know it seems like every time we talk about, I talk with you, we talk about you being a reliever and starter and kind of the future with that. I know the Astros, it seemed like mostly you were a starter. I'm assuming you pitched some in relief, just a less wear and tear. But what what has that adjustment been like being a starter and just the mindset of it and going through a lineup numerous times instead of coming in for a couple innings and just kind of throwing gas? I mean, it's a it's a huge difference for me because I am an adrenaline pitcher, I think. So like I was a starter the whole season and then in the fall league, they moved me to more reliever role because I threw so many innings. But I would say for me personally, because I've had so much success as a reliever, I kind of try to take that mentality into starting and then just trust that I'm conditioned well enough and my emotion will stay clean for you know, anywhere from 70 to 80 pitches. And it's basically just trusting yourself that if you can get through this one inning, you know, this one batter, this one pitch, it kind of, it takes the whole game and it, it tightens it for you. And you don't have to look at the big picture, you know, as a reliever, you just have to look at that one inning. So that's kind of how I'm, I'm approaching it. And I like the way it's going so far. What's the biggest challenge or adjustment you've had to face? Obviously it's more innings, but 
is there any other adjustments you've had to kind of overcome going from being a reliever to a starter? Yeah, I would say just um, facing batters more than once gets gets on you more than people think because every time you face a batter, that batter is going to go back to the dugout and talk to the team. And then the whole team's going to know what you're, what you're doing. And then that batter is going to come up again, you know, and if you're doing good, you might face a batter three, maybe four times. And if you get through that lineup, it's, it's a lot harder because, you know, if you threw, if you threw four pitches to him, his first at bat, you know, he's seen every pitch. So maybe he's got two more at bats against you. And it's just one more thing you got to think about, but at the end of the day, you know, I trust my stuff. My catcher trusts, trusts my stuff and hitting's really hard. And that, that, <laughs> that helps my mindset a little bit too. Statistically, at least it looks like you had a lot of success. You obviously went to the Arizona fall league, had a lot of success there too, but what was the biggest challenge you feel like you faced throughout last season? I would just say the amount of innings I pitched. Um, Cause like, I did the math a little bit because I was thinking about it. And if you combined all the innings I threw in high school and all the innings I threw in college, it's as up to less than I threw last season. So really just the the day-to-day thing of throwing and getting ready for every start, I'd say that was the most challenging because my season, it had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I'm happy with how it ended, but there were some definitely some points throughout the season where I was like, man, I'm tired. But, you know, I just – you got to push through that and get back into your routine and, and, um, and end up being all right. Has it changed the way you condition at all or kind of prepare or take care of your arm at all? Definitely. I mean, I don't know how I did in college the way, you know, I treated my body and, uh, through recovery and like all the wear and tear I put on my body, but now I'm taking everything a lot more seriously, stretching more, doing more recovery, um, obviously conditioning is a big part of it. And then really just getting stronger overall. I think I'll be able to hold my VLO more late into outings and that will, that will help for sure. In the Arizona fall league, you posted a two, two, five ERA, 17 strikeouts, only four walks and in 12 innings. How does that just give you confidence throughout the off season? And then as you prepare now for spring training, I mean, just, just meeting some of the guys in the fall league, just the guys that were on my team. And then there's a whole league of those guys. Like they're so like talented and they all care about the game so much and perfecting their craft. So just to be among those guys was super cool. And then to compete at a high level and end up making the all-star game, it kind of just showed myself like, you know, you can do this. Like, obviously I have, I have the confidence cause you have to in the sport. But to do that and to go into this next season and get the opportunities that I've gotten, I'm very excited to be where I'm at. Yeah, for those who don't know, the Arizona Fall League each year, it's kind of made up of all the top prospects in baseball, the guys that really had a good year throughout the season. For you, did you kind of, when did you kind of figure out you were going to go to the Arizona Fall League? And what was kind of the initial reaction when you did know that you were going to play in that league against the talent that you did play against? Yeah, so I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about it. I remember hearing some people talk about it um, prior to it, but I was actually at one of my best friend's wedding when I got the call from my coach. And uh, it was like the day before the wedding and I was with uh, my buddy and my girlfriend and I was like, wow, it's just, it kind of just hit me. And then it was just thinking like, okay, I'm going to have another six, seven weeks of baseball and 
and it's going to go into the off season and then like all the emotions start hitting you. And then you just, after you like look at the big picture, I kind of just was like, okay, now I just have to try to think about my next outing and then my next outing. Cause I mean, I knew probably it was right around the trade deadline was when I found out. So, I mean, there were still a lot of seasons left to be played. So um, with all that time leading up to the fall league, you kind of have to just look at the smaller picture. And that's kind of what I've been telling myself this whole, all last season, this whole off season and just taking it day by day. Now looking ahead here, talking about spring training, I know you're getting ready to head to Florida here today. You're reporting to big league camp. It's your second spring training Take us through kind of the plan here over the next couple of weeks. What's the official report date and just kind of what's the excitement level knowing you're going to big league camp? Yeah. So actually I have a camp before big league camp. So I'll be going down there today. Uh, first, first day of practice will be Monday. And then I'll do two weeks of just, you know, like a little January touch up camp, I guess kind of just get your arm in shape, get you lifting with, with all the coaches and stuff. And then for those two weeks, and then we'll go into big league camp. And because this is my own, my own, only my second spring training, I kind of, I don't know what to expect. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty similar to last year, but for the most part, uh, I'm going to approach it the same way I always do. Just, you know, be a breath of fresh air and smile and have fun because that's all baseball is just a kid's game you know yeah I wanted to ask you about that because I've talked to guys who are getting ready to go to their first spring training and they're like really don't know what to expect now that you're going into your second is it still kind of an unknown or is there a little bit more confidence knowing you know what to expect now or just take me through that yeah, I mean, I definitely know a little bit what to expect, but I don't I don't know if it's going to be a different camp as far as minor league or, you know, big league. And I'm guessing it's going to be pretty similar. Maybe the days will be longer. You know, the, the information we get might be a little finer, you know, try to touch up more finer points of baseball that I don't even know exist. But um, I'm kind of just excited to be a sponge and try not to, you know, all at like the big league guys but at the same time like learn from them and you know be amongst them and just play some baseball just excited to be back at it yeah because the Astros have some really talented arms obviously JV Justin Verlander's big mm -hmm. one but so yeah it should be a good learning experience for you especially being kind of on the cusp of that level too after being in double a last year a couple more for you AJ now that you have kind of made it up a couple levels. I remember talking to Scott Duffick, your college coach last year around this time. And he always said, watch out for AJ. You know, this guy's got, is a real deal. Tons of potential. He's got the stuff. Now that you're in the system, you know what to expect. You've made it to double A. How has it just kind of re-motivated you in a sense to reach that ultimate goal of making it to the major leagues? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say, like, it re-motivated me, but it kind of just assured me that, like, you know, you're here for a reason. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in in the Lord, and, and I think he's given me everything I need to do to achieve my dreams. It's just – it's not just going to happen overnight, though, you know. I'm still going to have to put in the work. It's not going to be handed to me. So it's one of those things where, like, when I work out – and I'm lifting and I'm throwing and I'm training. 
I'm not working for like, for me right now, I'm trying to work for like the five-year-old version of myself. You know, if he would see me now, what would he think? You know, if the 14-year-old version of me just going into high school, that, that little kid, if he saw me right now, what would he think, you know? And it always, it always gets in my head a little bit, just, just thinking about those two little kids. What, what would they think of me right now? And if they had the opportunity that I have right now, how hard would they be working? And that kind of just motivates me enough. And for all my friends and family who've supported me through all the, all the travel and all the baseball they've had to watch, you know, just, just make it worth their while and got a whole family community back home rooting for me. So that's just, that's enough for me. That's awesome. Last question I got for you, AJ, is just where do you hope to see growth? What would kind of define a successful season for you? Kind of what are maybe some goals you've set personally for yourself that you want to see yourself accomplish this season? Yeah, so one thing I'm definitely trying not to do is to set goals that I can't control, you know? So like my goals would be more of like, you know, weigh 200 pounds the whole season, you know, don't, don't dip below that line. And then, you know, knock my average fastball up a couple miles an hour, you know, um, throw my curveball harder, locate my slider and two strikes better, you know, things that I can control and that on a day-to-day basis, I can truly get better at. But thing, as far as like making it to a certain level or, you know, impressing this guy, like nothing, things I can't control are just something I try not to worry about. So personal goals would be throw harder, longer, and then, just tighten every cluster of my off-speed pitch, just simple stuff like that. Awesome. Good perspective. Good things to kind of focus on. AJ Bluebaum, right-handed pitching prospect in the Houston Astros organization. AJ, thank you for the time and good luck this upcoming year. Thank you very much. I always enjoy talking with AJ and the perspective he provides. Always like talking to former Milwaukee Panther baseball players. Always like talking to those mid-major guys who are on the cusp of making it to the major leagues and really have a bright future ahead of them. And that's certainly AJ, like we talked about, his pitch mix, his improvements, his potential. Now that he's kind of getting settled in as a starting pitcher, really sky's the limit with him. Him going to big league camp is only going to help him. I'll be curious to see where he starts this upcoming year. I would assume it's going to be double A, and then we'll see how quick he can move up the ladder and hopefully make it to the major leagues in the next year or two. So it's going to be fun to watch AJ's development. I'm sure I'll be talking to him between now and sometime in the offseason. So definitely stay tuned to Baseball Prospect Journal for all the coverage on current and former draft prospects and now between really now and the start of the season I'll be interviewing plenty of former draft prospects who are now in the minor league system top prospects guys who are fighting and trying to make a name for themselves and make it to the major leagues we got some interviews coming up with current brewer prospects and hopefully we'll be rolling out more interviews here in the next weeks and months ahead so definitely stay tuned to baseballprospectjournal.com for all of that content. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll be back next week with another interview. I look forward to talking to you then.